This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Cinevals. Welcome and hello to the Cinevals. International edition. 2.0. Part 2. We are coming from you not live again. Nope. <laughs> from Iceland. Iceland. People on a day. It is actually, today is uh, the Icelandic national holiday. Yeah. It's like Canada Day. Mm-hmm. But for Iceland. Iceland. It's Iceland Day. Yay. Happy Yay. Iceland Day. Uh, today marks the day that they separated from Denmark. Fuck you, Denmark. Much yeah. like fuck, fuck you, you, Mars. Res, res planet. <laughs> res planet. Mars. That's right. Like you fuck might have you, Mars. heard, it's fuck you, Mars Day. Yep. Which is what we're going to get into today on our special episode, uh, going over the Val Kilmer not classic, as it did not do well, spoiler alert. No. 2000s. Yep. Red Planet. Yeah. I'm Allie. And I'm Camille. We're the Cinemals. We're the Cinemals. Hi. It's still us. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Too bad. Yep. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Um, All right. So, this planet came... This planet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sun drunk. Um, So, in case you didn't know, and uh, because we didn't know for sure when we booked our tickets to Iceland, it is the week or multiple weeks of the midnight sun. Midnight sun. Meaning, which is a beautiful term, meaning the sun does not actually go down. It never becomes dark. And we live in a world of eternal daytime, which is great, but also (laughs) the worst. What is time? What is time? Um, Yeah, it's uh, 11.20 p.m. right now. Right now, mm-hmm. and it looks like a beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. uh, all right, so Red Planet mm-hmm. came out year two thousand, just after At First Sight. Um, the Good budget. Context. Thank you. The budget for this movie was eighty million dollars. Okay. Guess how much money it made? Uh, oh, uh, seventy-five million. Yes. $33.5 million. Big ol' flopperoo. Nowhere close. Yep. That's too bad. Yeah. This, I often, even though I've seen, well, now I've seen one of them, but I had previously never seen either of the two uh, Mars movies that came out in 2000, and I always mix them up. That is Red Planet and Mission to Mars. Yeah. So much so that even when I was introducing the name of the movie we just watched, I was about to call it... Mission to mission to mission, planet. Mission to red planet. Mars to red. Yep. Red Mars. Yes. Uh, Allie, have you seen the red uh, red planet before? I have. It. Uh, I don't think I saw it in uh, box office. I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> I'm so drunk. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. I think it was like one of those movies that I was like we rented and. Uh, I watched it with my dad. It feels mm. like a dad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you seen Mission to Mars? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Mm. Um, I didn't realize that I had seen Red Planet until about halfway through the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. Uh, we looked it up before recording here and uh, uh, Red Planet currently holds a Whopping 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Again, not that that's a definitive uh, no. sliding scale of how good or bad a movie is, but it is interesting sometimes to compare uh, compared to Mission to Mars at a a comparatively stellar 25%. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Um, also, again, also came out in 2000. Um, I thought it was interesting. The uh, original title for this movie was Alone, mm-hmm. and then it was just... Mars, Mm -hmm. and then I guess the studio got wind of Mission to Mars being filmed, and we're like, oh, people, especially Canadian girls doing a (laughs) podcast, are going to confuse these movies. Let's call it Red Planet. It didn't work. I'm still confusing them. Yeah, it's true. It's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Camille, what would you? How would in three sentences? How Ooh. would you uh, describe the plot of this movie? Okay, uh, dystopian slight future movie set in twenty fifty. Um, astronauts from America uh, look for planet inhabitable for earth which is currently a garbage fire oh. uh, uh complications ensue nothing really interesting happens and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also my review of the movie um also their robot uh amy girl ex-girlfriend is, <laughs> is also on the planet sometimes yeah is a problem. Yeah, I feel like uh, there was a couple nods to 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I feel like Amy's like eyeball design looked very reminiscent of Hal. Mm-hmm. Except I feel like Hal never got kind of mad and like narrowed his eye. Yes. That... Which that would have really <laughs> would have really thrown Space Odyssey over over the limit of like a slight narrowing of like mm. Mm. <laughs> Um, this, uh, so the, the plot wise of this movie, um, uh, uh, so scientists on earth have been cultivating and sort of, um, prepping Mars yeah, for human habitation for a while. Yeah. And they've, uh, kind of like sent out some things. It apparently has gone well. So we start the movie expecting like great things. Um, they get there. Everything's in shambles. Well, no, they, so they, it's going well for a while. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're like, oh, all the algae has gone. What mm-hmm. the fuck? So, then, also so that's s- why they send the dudes into space. Oh. Yeah. That's really? the point. Yeah. Oh, they're not just going there to, like, live? No. What? Oh, well, that wasn't clear at all. It's in the voiceover. Well, I wasn't listening to that. <laughs> I, was, I was concentrated on the getting the team together montage. There were a lot of very similar people cast in this movie. Okay, I was okay. trying to get them okay. separated. So they're, they're trying to terraform <laughs> Mars. It's going well for a while, and then all of a sudden, all of the algae starts dying, and they send the mission to the red planet to figure out why it's <laughs> they not send the going. mission to Mars, aka the red planet. <laughs> yes. Uh, no confusion. <laughs> to to try and figure out what happened to the algae. So that's the mm-hmm. the hypothesis of the movie. No, the que- the the scientific question the, of the movie is what happened to the algae. Yeah, the in, the inciting incident happens right. well, to the algae. To the algae. Yes, <laughs> it is as exciting as that question implies. Yeah. So really, I think they set us up accurately. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so then there's a solar. So on top of that, they're on their way to investigate that. Um, there's a solar flare on the space station that they're on that's orbiting Mars and they have to evacuate. So Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss is the star of the movie, technically, or the second build is the co-lead with yeah. Val, under Val Kilmer. Uh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, uh, but she's kind of not, she is in the movie, but she never goes to Mars. No. She's above Mars at yeah. all times. Um, so... The, there's a solar flare. They have to evacuate. She's like, I'm going to stay behind because uh, science reasons. I have to manually do a thing. We're separated now. Yeah. Uh, she jettisons the rest of the crew, which is uh, these five dudes. Yeah. Um, they go to the surface. She stays up above. She's like, I'm going to take care of it. She solves her end of everything. Yeah. Seems to go great. She gets back into she contact She holds down the fort. Yeah, yeah. Everything's like fine. She yeah. does well. They have a lot of problems instantly. Uh, dudes go down to space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they send this old religious dude down, mm-hmm. and he dies immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then my husband, Benjamin Bratt, <laughs> is the, like, second-in-command who gets murdered by some dude. Who was in The Mentalist. Who's The Mentalist. Um, and then they find the the space station thing is destroyed and everything sucks. Um, and then, <laughs> surprise, surprise, they... Realize that they can breathe on um, Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's three dudes left. There's the murderer, uh, uh, Val Kilmer, and Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they hang out. The There's a robot named Amy mm-hmm. who I think is... Dis- I described as like a jaded ex-girlfriend of Val Kilmer. 
um, who gets, like, kind of messed up in the crash and, like, goes on murder mode Mm -hmm. and is, like, hunting them throughout the movie for no reason. Because, like, Val Kilmer describes it as, like, oh, she's in, like, war games mode. So it's, like, she's going to draw it out and kill us Mm -hmm. off one by one Mm -hmm. because of plot reasons. Mm -hmm. Because uh, war games, little known fact, are mostly just for dramatic tension. Yes. In the military, they spend a lot of time in training on, like, what are most, like, interesting things to happen. Yeah, not most effective. No, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's all about, like, you know, uh, climax denouement. Yeah. Denouement is big in the military. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. It's big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so then they're, like, being stalked by Amy, and then they go, and they find... Uh, oh, Amy kills the mentalist, mm-hmm. um, and then they find out what's happening to the algae, and it's, um, like, space bugs. It's, like, Mars mm-hmm. bugs mm-hmm. that are eating the algae and pooping out oxygen. So... They are what made uh, the mysterious oxygen. Yeah. Which allows our uh, yeah. our cast to breathe. yes. Um, so the bugs are eating the algae, and, uh, and, uh, they eat Tom Sizemore, and Val Kilmer takes some bugs and goes to the Russian shuttle to go back to space, uh, onto the main thing, uh, and then (laughs) kills Amy and ends up back on the space station. And then that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the movie. Yep. Kept waiting for aliens to show up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as soon as... Okay, so going into the movie, before I'd seen it, I assumed there were aliens. Yeah. And then, particularly at the part in the movie where uh, Val Kilmer takes his takes his helmet off, or takes the visor off, and breathes the air, and they're like, oh, there's, there's oxygen. No, but there shouldn't be oxygen. All of the readings, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh. Aliens are involved. Yeah. Okay, this is the first major clue. Aliens are involved. So then I kept waiting for aliens to involve, to be there. Um, and, like, Amy was part of the plot, but, like, kind of, like, that robot character would disappear for, like, 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And kind of not be there at all or not really be a threat. I guess she'd be elsewhere, even though, like, she ran... Okay, so here's the thing. So it's War Games. She's wounded Tom Sizemore, then runs away. Immediately we're like, oh, why Why didn't she just kill all of them you right now? Have... Okay, it's her programming. She's going to, whatever, she's going to attack later. Where's she going? I don't know. To where? Yeah. Why? Scoping out the area? Mapping things? Okay. Yep. Cuckoo-coo. I don't know. Cuckoo-coo. Um, anyway, like, those things happen, and then it's like, uh, it was like a long waiting period of like, this scene is where the aliens are gonna sh- this scene and then there are really no aliens I mean I guess technically the bugs yes but they were in the movie for a very short amount of time and they were pretty easily dealt with they're they flammable just they're very set flammable. on fire yeah. and they were on fire uh yeah so there are no aliens in the movie Red Planet yeah the, the antagonist aliens the antagonist is Amy yeah and she's only there part of the time. Yeah. She's very easily dealt with. Yeah. And it's their own fault. Yeah. <laughs> they brought her. Yeah. And she very easily malfunctioned. Why would you program it? Why would you program a robot to kill? Humans. Ever. Yeah. First rule of robotics. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't teach him to don't kill. Don't talk about robotics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So that's Red Planet. Yeah. It was a bit of a dud. I can understand mm-hmm. I can understand how people didn't uh, go crazy over it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a 14% movie, though. Yeah, like, 14% seems so low that I, like, we wouldn't be able to finish watching it. Yeah. I don't know. In my, in my mind, 14% is so low that it's like, I would have to be either bored enough to sleep, turn it off, or just be infuriated by something. Like, totally. Like, angry. Like, yeah. offensively angry. This movie seems like a good one to watch on a plane. Mm. Yeah, especially if you have any interest in, like, Mars in general. Yeah. Which, like, I would say, I don't know, I love movies about Mars, yeah. about space, 
planets, etc. So like that's always fun to kind of have in your eyeballs. I will say as a positive for this movie, I feel like the visual effects, especially for being the year 2000, are not terrible. Yeah. Honestly, um, there's a ton of visual effect shots in this movie, um, specifically uh, surrounding anything with Amy in it, anything in space. Yeah. Like the like space proper, not on Mars kind of thing. Um, and they're all like pretty fine. I mean, we, we watched the movie on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, honestly, it's uh, not terrible yeah. at all. Um, like they're pretty good. Um, and I also read a trivia fact Ooh. that uh, the shots dealing with fire in the space station in the beginning are mm-hmm. uh, very realistic portrayals of fire in a zero gravity environment. Ooh. So if that's your thing and that's something you appreciate, watch that. However, if that's something you appreciate, <laughs> you'll probably not appreciate all the other like science uh, looseness. Speaking in the movie. of science looseness, yes, please. One of my favorite moments was when uh, Tom Sizemore's character the geneticist uh incorrectly uh rattles off the four letters that make up dna Mm. he says uh i believe he says i'm a geneticist i believe in science a t g p (laughs) as um i'm not sure if ever if everyone knows but the let the letters that make up uh DNA strands are A T G C not P. Um apparently they corrected this flub in the German dub. Only the German Only dub. the German dub mm. because they're very particular. They about... appreciate order and genes. Yes. They appreciate genetics in the country. Oh um I'm just saying they appreciate <laughs> genes, Ellie. Um, so that's probably not something that I would have noticed unless, if it weren't for me and Camille watching, um, Jurassic Park earlier (laughs) in the day. (laughs) Immediately beforehand. There's that one scene where, uh, uh, the, uh, Velociraptor Velociraptor is standing in all of the genome sequences or whatever it's called is being projected onto them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? No peas. No peas. Single pea. No peas. That's too bad. Yep. Um, It's not (laughs) Gapica. Gap. Gap. Gatapa. It's Gattaca. It's Gattaca. Yeah. It's not Pataga. Gattaba. You get (laughs) Gattaba. Sun drunk. Um. I think now is a good, uh, Ali, you mentioned something, you teased something while we were watching <gasps> yes. the movie, uh, speaking of Tom Sizemore's mm-hmm, character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. there being some tension on set. Yes. Dish. So here's, here's the lowdown, according to Wikipedia. Mm. The production of the film was the subject of numerous reports about the fractious relationship between co-stars Tom Sizemore and Val Kilmer. Kilmer's reputation for being difficult was already well established, and although the two stars had been friends, they fell out after Kilmer reportedly became enraged when he discovered that the production had paid for Sizemore's exercise machine to be shipped to the set from England to Australia. What? Uh, Kilmer shouted, I'm making 10 million on this. You're only making two. Uh, To which Sizemore responded by throwing a 50 pound weight at Val Kilmer, which missed. Um, The two were soon refusing to speak to each other or even come onto the set if the other was present, necessitating the use of body doubles to shoot scenes involving both actors. And their relationship became so bad that one of the producers is said to have asked Sizemore not to hit Kilmer in the face when the big fight finally happened. In the event, Sizemore uh, cooperatively landed a uh, knockdown blow to Kilmer's chest. So he punched him in the chest instead of the face. Still a punch, though. Yes. He punched him. Yes. Uh, Sizemore has since described the film as one of his career regrets, but also stated that he and Kilmer have since reconciled. Um, So this is actually the third movie that Tom Sizemore and Val Kilmer have been in. Ah, so they were actually friends beforehand. uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, So they were in True Romance, Heat, and this one. So this is the third movie that they've done. Um... Yeah. Um, I 
Hmm. Well, when the... So, it's obviously just, like, a Wikipedia, like, factoid. Mm -hmm. But I find it odd that... I mean, well, okay. One, I think it's really ridiculous that the production paid for an exercise machine (laughs) to be shipped from England to Australia. Right. I'm trying to imagine what... English innovations in exercise yes. could not possibly have existed in Australia. Yeah, there's no thinking, exercise machine that would have worked. Yeah, well, Allie, you currently live in England. Yes. What can do you have some insider knowledge of what machine this could possibly have been? Um, like white privilege? <laughs> Maybe I feel like to that's... ship on a very expensive plane. Yes. It only flies first class. Of course, of course. Um, yeah. So, like, one, I can understand that being, like, I I'm mad about that. Right. But, yeah. But I don't I don't get the logic of um, throwing your salaries back. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story is. I feel like yeah. I feel, I feel like, like there's, there's other missing. things. Um. Yeah. Oh, I had also read an article, so, um, by this time Val Kilmer was, like, uh, notoriously hard to work with, Mm. um, and I just read an article about, um, about Val Kilmer's thoughts on that. Uh, so this is a, uh, Forbes article, um... This is this is a section of the show. I'm trying to create segments on the fly. Ooh, yeah. This is a, a section of the show where we go into uh, current Val news. Ooh, yes. I mean, it's not that current. It's from 2017. Relatively current Val Kilmer news. Okay, so the he he was already starting to get a, a bit of flack around 1995 uh for being hard to work with oh. but the uh reputation really took off uh after the island of dr moreau so the mm. director quoted i don't like val kilmer i don't like his work ethic and i don't want to be associated with him ever again but wasn't that movie also notoriously that shit crazy I, in many, many, many ways. I have never seen it. I've only seen I, the I documentary about it. Ooh. Um, which I oh, I don't remember the title of it. I mm-hmm. recommend it. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the director also, and I'm just learning this from the documentary, so maybe this is like a very long game of telephone because I'm Ooh. also like I don't remember everything about this documentary I watched, but mm-hmm. the director Richard Stanley, I think. Uh, of he, Island of Dr. Moreau? Yeah. No, he it's also uh, John got, Frankenheimer. Oh, the second guy. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Never mind. Because oh. the first director got fired from the movie mm. and then later was an extra in the movie, <laughs> unbeknownst to everyone on the crew. What? Yeah. This I highly recommend. Oh, my God. It's a documentary about the Island of Dr. Moreau. Everyone should watch it. Awesome. Even if you have no interest in the Island of Dr. Moreau Sweet. and have no intention of watching it, ten thumbs up. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Yeah, okay. So, um, Val did a thing in 2017 where he went on Reddit and it was like, ask me anything. So people would just go on Reddit and he asked him questions and he would respond. Um, so one of the, uh, someone asked him about his perceived and well-known personality flaws on set. Um, and Kilmer responded with, I didn't do enough hand-holding and flattering and and reassuring to the financiers. I only cared about the acting, and that didn't translate to caring about the film or all that money. I like to take risks, and this often gave the impression I was willing to risk their money not being returned, which was foolish of me. I understand that now. And sometimes when you are the head of a project and the lead actor is usually the reason a film is being made, unless it's a superstar director, uh, then it's only fair to make people feel good and happy they are at work. I was often unhappy trying to make pictures better. Um, so I, I, I'm interpreting this, interpreting, in, I'm interpreting this as Val Kilmer not, um, caring more about the art than the than the capitalism of films. Ah. Oh. And that didn't translate to him being liked. But this is like, you know, his side. Right. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it, hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, and I think he's like, and, and I think feel like that uh, feels on brand for Val. He's been sort of notoriously uh, known as a perfectionist in terms of like acting, mm-hmm. making sure that everything's good. Mm-hmm. So you know. Anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so him and Tom Sizemore uh, got into a literal fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently they're friends now, so that's good. Oh, interesting. I wonder if we'll get a fourth film in the quadrilogy. Ooh, Val um, Sizemore. Mm-hmm. And Slater. Yes. 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 Uh, um, so uh, in case you didn't know this also little weird factoid, uh, so Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore have been in three movies together. Val Kilmer and Christian Slater have also been in three movies together. At least three. At least three. Maybe more. That's what we've discovered so far. Yep. Um, and they are all over the place in terms of people loving them, hating them, or simply not knowing they exist whatsoever. Yep. Yep. So, um, here's a little preview. Next on the Sin of Vals, we will be exploring the Christian Slater Val Kilmer trilogy, possible quintilogy. Oh, uh, we're going to do... Yes. Yeah. Well, first we'll mm-hmm. do the Sizemore trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which directly leads into... Which directly leads into the the Slater... The Slater... Trilogy. Saga. Quintilogy saga. (laughs) Epic. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Allie, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so this movie's about space. It's about Mars. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite thoughts on, like, uh, movies, uh, specifically about, like, Mars movies, movies kind of mm. set more so in, like, the solar system mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of thing? Because, like, I've always been a big fan. I always, like, and I was thinking during this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, movies about Mars. I'm like, often they're, uh, kind of bad to forgettable sort of thing. Mm. Like, there's not a ton of, like, wow, that was a great movie about Mars. Like, The Martian was a pretty, like, well-received movie. I remember liking that. I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I thought that was pretty good. Um, there's also a, in a completely different genre of thing, um, there's a Christopher Pike book called The Season of Passage that's set on Mars that yeah. I think is super interesting Why and isn't really that cool. a movie yet? Why isn't it a movie? It's because of so space good. vampires. Oh, because there's space vampires <laughs> in it. And a third of the book is a novel within the book that yeah. the sister character writes. Yeah. Anyway, well, if somebody smart can figure that out, Steven Spielberg, I don't know no. if you're listening. It <laughs> sounds like there's two movies in mm-hmm. that. Some might say a limited series Ooh. on HBO. Ooh. I don't know. Anyway, so like, those things are great, and then mm-hmm. sometimes they're sort of like, whatever, middle of the road movies about Mars, but mm-hmm. anyway, I feel like Mars is kind of its own genre of sci-fi mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I think there's uh, def- there's definitely like inner, inner solar system mm-hmm. um, space movies and then outer space movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the, the limits of inner space is, it's sort of, I mean, obviously you're limited to what's in space and mm-hmm. the logic of staying in the solar system is like oh you're gonna go to mars or you're gonna go to the moon Mm -hmm. because they're the closest and they make the most sense Mm -hmm. um i goldilocks not too hot not too cool it's true literally (laughs) um i in terms of like inner solar system space movies i really like apollo 11 apollo 13 Mm. which one tom hanks yeah um apollo 13 the one that wasn't real yeah Yes. Wait. That was the movie, but not a real mission, right? Yeah. No, it's wait. Based it was, on, it's based on... I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the Apollo 13... Oh, no! It's based I'm... on Apollo dot dot dot. Apollo this number thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's based on a true story. Probably. And, yeah. Camille, <laughs> you, you got me stressed oh, out about sorry. it. Yeah. Huh. Um... Anyway, that one is, uh, okay, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Apollo 13. All right, 13. Yeah, the seventh manned mission in the Apollo space program. You would think it would be the 13th. Um, and the third, <laughs> well, what are numbers? <laughs> yes. And the third intended to land on the moon. Yeah, uh, it was launched in 1970. Um, yeah, to- uh, it's the one that Houston We've Got a Problem comes from. Like, Houston, oh. we've got a problem. That's Apollo 13. Okay. Yeah. 
so that's a really good movie. You should watch it. I remember being so stressed out about it um, as yeah. a child, though. That's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, it was just one of those movies that gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, that's like fair. Like the... Uh, I remember, like, the X-Files movie being that way, too. Like, also about space, kind of. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so that, I think, is probably the best solar system uh, space movie. Mm. Do you see First Man? Nope. It's good. Is it? It's really good. It's also about real life. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I thought the sense of um, kind of, like, space claustrophobia was yeah. like, ooh, shit. That's yeah. what spit. Uh, oh, I hate this. Oh, this yeah. is terrible. Like, oh, I uh, was uh, very good. Good mm. performances all around. So, recommend it. I will compare. Uh, so, mm, I think that like inner solar system space mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. are closer to deep ocean movies yes, than outer space movies. Yes, outer space movies. Anything goes. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be kind of goofy. Yep. Uh, you know, it could be uh, kind of like the fifth element. Yeah. Um, uh, Valerian. Yeah. City of a Thousand Planets. That's yep. the movie I just watched. Um, Battlestar Galactica. Th- exactly. Like, really, Star Trek. Like, really, like, yeah. it, anything. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely anything. Um, versus, like, yeah, like, inner. I feel like the closer we get to Earth, the closer we get to home in the sense of, like, things. Like, then you can have movies that are, like, very um grounded in a sense yeah you know they can get like very real very impactful and like you said very close to deep sea kind of plots like I feel like you could keep the same plot but exchange locations and it could Mm -hmm. be a very similar movie um we talked about the abyss when we were watching this movie yeah I mean the abyss is a good movie so it's a weird (laughs) (laughs) comparison but there's uh specifically there's like a, a very short moment at the end of the movie where um, Val Kilmer is the last um, dude left in the mission. Whoa, spoilers. Spoilers for the Red Planet. If you started listening to this episode and you're like, I'm really intrigued about Red Planet, <laughs> go watch it now and then come back. Come on back. We'll wait. And you're back. Great. Um, so <laughs> at the end of Red Planet, he gets back up to the space station with Carrie Ann Moss. He's not breathing. Val Kilmer, that is. And so she's doing... Um, Chest she, compressions? She rips open his shirt and starts <laughs> like uh staying alive cpr his, yeah doing his chest um and uh and then he he's fine kind of thing but there uh i was like oh this reminds me of that actually really good scene because it's a good movie where ed harris is trying to bring back yeah. mary elizabeth mash on yeah. the thing um which is far better but it was it, yeah it absolutely like it, it could be in deep space it could be in deep ocean yep what do you prefer? It doesn't matter. Uh, probably ocean. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. Well, okay, well, so I I think there are more there are, there are more better movies uh, <laughs> the, of the of the like deep ocean mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are better ones mm. than inner solar system mm. space movies. Yeah. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's just me. Right, right. If right you, in. Yeah, right in at thecinevals at gmail.com. Right. The Cinevals? Just Cinevals. Allie, <laughs> <laughs> you fact check that. Yeah. Uh, I will recommend The Abyss. If you haven't seen that, uh, it's super good. It I is. I feel like that's a movie that, be, that in my inner circle of friends, we all uphold as like obviously a masterpiece. And then beyond that, people either like don't talk about or like... That was fine. You're wrong. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a phenomenal movie. It's very good. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, another hot take. Yes. I enjoyed The Sphere as well. You know, I... Mm, I liked it. <laughs> okay, I love the book. Yes. Sphere. Like, the book oh, by I'm Michael not, I'm not trying to is say, so great. I'm not trying to say that The Sphere is on par with The Abyss. Right. I'm just saying... Yes. It's better than The Red Planet. Oh, absolutely. Oh, by far. Yeah, by far. If you're, like, if you were right, if tonight you were like, should I watch The Red Planet or Sphere? I have both of these DVDs in my hands. I've just come from Blockbuster in the past. I'm about to watch one of these. Um, Definitely watch Sphere. Even if you're about to listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, I'd like to do a thing. No, still watch Sphere and then listen to this. Yeah. It'll be... um, It's better. Much better. Uh, Yeah, just the 
the movie is like maybe not great. It didn't do well. It kind of doesn't. Uh, anyway, but like the the plot is great and it's interesting and there's great acting and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Sphere is great. Yeah, in general. Uh, uh, this episode is brought to you by the Sphere. By Sphere. Um, yeah, we both invested in uh, paperback copies of Sphere. Uh, please uh, by Michael them. Crichton. Yeah, that's right. Um. And this is our Michael Crichton podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... Featuring Val Kilmer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our email is thecinebells at gmail.com. Yes. Write in if T-H-E-C-I-N-E-V-A-L-S you. T H E C I N E V A L S at G M A I L dot C O M. Send Great. us an email. Great. Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> uh, tell us if you have a hot take about. Um, deep ocean versus inner space movies. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, also, mm. now that we're looking at our email, yes. we have, uh, should we move to mailbag? <gasps> mailbag! A mailbag! 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 Uh, we just got a telegram. Um... Thank you so so. I'll uh I uh, just want uh, part of mailbag. Just want to give a shout out to uh, to Northland Volkswagen for writing in to the Cinevals at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, they uh, were very happy with the review that neither of us made. Uh, but I will read their response. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hi, thank you for your great review. We're so happy that you are happy. If you need anything in the future, please let us know how we can help you. Cheers, Northland Volkswagen. Thanks, Northland Volkswagen. This episode is not brought to you by Northland Volkswagen. Um, also, Greg, stop using our email to review shit. <laughs> um... Anyways. So that was Mailbag. <laughs> mailbag. Yeah. Write us at the Cinebells and we will probably read your shit online. Absolutely. Uh and if you're Greg <laughs> Stop Use your personal email. <laughs> Use your personal email. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so Allie, uh maybe now's a good time to kind of check in so far um how would you just based on the val kilmer movies we have watched for the podcast okay how would you rank them i would rank it um three miles above the snowman yes uh so just to recap in case you are unfamiliar in case this is your first episode of the cinevals are we listing the ones that we've done yes okay let me okay we, <laughs> number one, top secret. Mm-hmm. Number two, real genius. Number three, uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Number four uh, was um, Batman. Where am I, baby? I'm gonna take this baby. Mad Bird again. You're gonna take Willow. We watched. Willow. Oh yeah, Willow. We did Willow. Yeah, Willow. Uh, and then Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. And then The Snowman. Mm-hmm. And then At First Sight. Mm-hmm. And now this one. Yeah. Ah, thank you for joining into our eighth episode, Extravaganza. 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 Um, yeah. How would you rank those? I think every movie we've watched has been better than Red Planet, except for The Snowman. That is exactly how I would phrase that. Part of the (laughs) way through, when I thought of, oh, let's do like a quick little retrospective so far, because we're um, we're not going in chronological order anymore, and we're not really going in any particular uh, order other than the order of whim. Yes. Um, You know, so I think it's interesting to go from like, oh, well, how... How are we feeling so far? Um, Have we explained why we're not doing chronological order anymore? Did we have a reason for not uh, go? Yes. You <laughs> you explain. Oh. I'll let you explain. Mostly, I didn't want to watch The Decline of Val Kilmer. I thought it would have been too sad. Oh, like to see a ramping up, a quick ramping up, a peak, and then kind of like a... Yeah, and then just... 
Did I make you sad? Yeah. Oh no. Sad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he's not dead. No, he's not. And he's prime for a CB comeback. <laughs> um, which may- maybe it'll come with Top Gun Two. Which which Top Gun Two is happening. Yeah, and it's yeah. being filmed right now. Yep, it is. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. I have high hopes. You know, Val yeah. Kilmer's back. He's recovering from throat cancer. He looks happy and, uh, and you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, not too thin anymore, which is yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Nice work, Val. Yeah. Stay fresh. Yeah. Stay frosty. Iceman. Iceman. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would absolutely... <laughs> I would agree You're with you. so cool. Oh my god, that's enough. We're not doing that movie. <laughs> We've already done it. I don't want to fake. I don't want to almost watch it for a fifth time. I've never seen all of Top Gun. You don't still. Have to. It's fine. <laughs> you watch the good parts. You I watched would... all the shower scenes. <laughs> um, I would agree You've with you with that ranking. Yes, I agree with you. Just like fucking agree with you. I agree with you on a damn order of the movies, okay? <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it, that, like, all of the movies are better than Red Planet minus the Suman, which is kind of unwatchable, and he's barely in it, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Red Planet. Uh, now I feel like, uh, now I feel like I need to watch Mission to Mars. To, yeah. Uh, like, compare and contrast them. Yeah. I mean, at least Mission to Mars made money. You did? Yes. Ooh. The budget for Mission to Mars was $100 million and it made $111 million. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. They both came out the same year. Yeah. They're indistinguishable to me. Yeah. Interesting. I mean... Why? What is time? I don't know. Midnight sun. Midnight sun. It's literally midnight and I can see the sun. Yep. <laughs> oh... Um, oh, Camille! Yes. We are in Iceland talking about the Ice Man. <laughs> um, I have a quote here uh, from Val um, about the uh, the costume spacesuits they use mm. in the movie, and he said, and it links to one of the other movies we've already seen. Um, Is that first sight? God, I wish. No, about Batman. Um, Okay, so, quote, Compared with the Batsuit, our spacesuits were a breeze, noted star and lead actor Val Kilmer, Riley. Who writes these trivia things on IMDb. I don't know. This is their job in their head. Anyway, thank you for writing them, because then I have them. Kilmer had previously <laughs> played Batman in Batman Forever 1995. He added, the Batsuit was beyond outer space. But in the spacesuit, I could move, I could bend my knees, and I could hear what was being said to me. It was very hot inside the suit, but somehow that made it all the more easy to believe that I'd crash-landed on Mars and I had to walk maybe hundreds of miles to find water or to maybe die there. When your own body's in survival mode, makes it that much easier to believe he couldn't bend his knees in the batsuit i guess not whoa i would insist on it being completely cg the suit yep <laughs> oh, when I'm, 1995 CG? Yeah, when oh. I play Batman, yeah. Ali, you'll see, I will insist on it being completely CGI. But, like, using only 1995 technology. That's right. You will look like you are from Reboot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My master, it was a long con, oh. I just want to be on Reboot. Clever, clever. Yeah. All right. Uh, Camille, mm-hmm. is there a most attractive uh, Val Kilmer moment for you? Um... That's a difficult question in this. I'm going to say something controversial in that I did not find... I didn't find Val attractive at all in this movie. His Me character either. is not... His character is reprehensible. I, he was a creep. He was gross. He's still, like, kind of the romantic lead of the movie. Yeah. I guess. But, but like, only because everyone else is awful. Yeah. Other like, than Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, and, like, the intro to their kind of relationship was so creepy. I ship Carrie Ann Moss and the computer on the spaceship oh, more absolutely. than Val Kilmer uh, and Lucy, Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like the Lucille. First, Lucille, pardon, pardon me. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. I'm being very familiar. Um, yeah, like the first time um, her and Val really interact, she's like, she's showering. Um, she gets out of the shower 
And she's Val like, Kilmer walks in. Yeah, and she's like, can you hand me that towel? And then he's instantly very creepy to her. Also, she her character is the commander, so she's everyone's boss. Yeah. And at very minimum, in, she's their colleague. <laughs> in retrospect, in the contents of in the context of the movie, we mm-hmm. do see a flashback where mm-hmm. they're like intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like maybe not completely out of left field, but it's however, not a good way to introduce that. That's yeah. However, like that's the first time we see them. The, that's the first interaction we have between them. Yeah, and it's, it's a really weird. It's tone very weird. Where it's like. Oh, it's just very uncomfortable to watch. It's yeah. very creepy. It's followed really quickly by another, like, creepy scene of Tom Sizemore being a creep to yeah. her. Oh my and it's God. a weird environment. Like, I was relieved when she was on the ship alone. Yeah. I was very... It's just weird. I don't know if that's, like, an editing thing or partially scripted. Well, I don't know what it was. Uh, it's a gross feeling. It's yeah. a gross feeling. It definitely felt like a dude bro show. Mm-hmm. A, like science dudes mm-hmm. go to space and are dudes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the, That's a great tagline. <laughs> they should have used that. Uh, dude dude bros in space. Uh, hit me up, Universal Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, for example, like, one of the uh, quote-unquote comedic moments is the three remaining dudes peeing in, in on Mars. And it's like, it's crazy because it's low gravity so their mm-hmm. pee, so their pee goes so high um yeah and i'm like well your pee only like it's got to be directional like if you're right like you got to be aiming your dick in a certain way to get an arc why mm-hmm. why i i don't have a dick so i don't know how dudes pee but like what are what is the angle that the dick is at mm-hmm. when peeing? On Mars. On, just in general. Yeah. In like, comparison to, to Mars. Yes. Because, yeah. like, the trajectory was, like, the arc of the pee was going over, was, like, at eye level with the dudes. Yeah, it was goofy. Yeah. So that's got to be, like, at least a... So if if horizontal is zero degrees... Okay, so let's say completely vertical. So if your if your dick is aiming completely down, that would be zero degrees. Mm-hmm. So if it, if it's horizontal, then it would be at ninety degrees, and it would just kind of keep, keep yeah. Going so ninety would, for a so while. So it would just be going straight. In order to get down. that arc, it would have to be at uh, like a hundred and thirty-five degrees. Do you know what I mean? Those of you with dick. Protractors. Yes. Email us at the Sinvels <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com. I need to know the P science because mm-hmm. um does... That's what the P stands for <gasps> in G T A Tom Sizemore. He's a genius. Shit. You heard it here first. Shit. Yeah. Um yeah. I need to I need to I need to spill the P mm-hmm. on Mars. <laughs> Another tagline that's better for this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude bros mm-hmm. go to space. Also, Benjamin Bat- Bratt dies really early, and yeah. I'm very sad about it. And Karen Stamp dies even earlier. Yeah. Two gems in the movie we see for eight seconds, which I guess that also makes sense to me that both of them would sign on to this movie because they'd read the script and be like, oh, I work for four days. Bye. Bye. See you. Yeah. So bizarre. I really thought... So that was... Besides um, the part where they take off their visors and they're like, oh, we can breathe. That's suspicious. What happened here? Like, besides that being, like, a cue to me, like, aliens are at hand. Yeah. There was also, like, Terrence Stamp dies. He dies off screen. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm... Oh, we crash landed. Yep. I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm slowly but surely bleeding out. Um, yeah. Leave me. Bye. And they're like, okay, Bye the end for him um and then and then similarly like 10 minutes later or less benjamin bratt gets like him and the mentalist get into a scuffle and then benjamin bratt falls off a cliff in mars he falls forever he falls forever he spins so many times it's beyond and but then we don't see him land or anything like that we just see the mentalist like oh i have guilt um and then that's it i thought for sure from those two like off-screen deaths like oh we're gonna see them again as like alien zombies like maybe if the aliens are like 
parasites yeah. or whatever. Reanimating the Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure we're gonna see them again. They're gonna be No, we didn't see them again. That no. was actually the end of both yeah. of those characters. The fuck? Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. Anyway. Well yeah. Yeah. So Allie, do you have any more thoughts on two thousands Red Planet? I wish it was better. Um, I mm. wish Val Kilmer didn't have weirdly yellow hair. Oh, he did, yeah. He weirdly dyed hair. I wonder whose choice that was. I don't know. Um, and also, I don't know, he just looked like, uh, like a Max or a Zack. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he looked like he was the dude from Ferngully. Oh, yeah. 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 Interesting. I wonder... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Was it to set him apart from the other dudes in the show? Because I feel like he just looked more like the mentalist, because they made him blonde. Yes. Um, well, he, they made him, like, more blonde. I suppose. Um, but... I think... Uh, well, so his character is, like, technically, like, the... Space janitor. Space janitor. Is what they so he's saying. like uh, in charge of making sure everything stays running. Mm-hmm. He's like a mechanic. So he's like lower on the totem pole. So maybe it was like a low status thing. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was very bizarre. Yeah. If you were the uh, hair and makeup designer on 2000's Red Planet, please write us at thecinevels at gmail.com. Ah, they did already? They actually work for Northland Volkswagen. Oh! Now. <laughs> and they are very happy with our review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, what would your final rating for Red Planet be? Uh, uh, I give it ten aliens out of zero actual aliens. In that I give it zero marks. Because none of those aliens existed. They weren't real. They mm-hmm, weren't there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ten potential aliens. And then there were zero aliens. That's what I mean. It had potential. It didn't go anywhere. It's true. I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I echo that. I will I will give it um, four uh, Lucille's out of ten Carrie Ann Mosses. Mm. For the love story that never was. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Agreed. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time with uh, another film. Uh, Same Val time, same Mm -hmm. Kilmer place. Planet. Planet. Red planet. Mission Mission to... Mission to planet. Mission to... Yeah. 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 Bye. Bye.